where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Greg Amzinger joins us now on a Thursday morning. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, I mean, I, I'm still riding the high of that amazing hockey game last night. I got to tell you, uh, the Blues stole one. The, the series was supposed to be over. Uh, the hockey gods anointed McKinnon's goal as like one of the top five ever in playoff history, and the game was supposed to end that way. So I think they're playing with house money going forward. I will say this. I've got a great friend. His name is Rob Bigelow. It's a real name. And he's the biggest Avalanche fan I've ever met. Psycho Avalanche fan. The amount of trash texting that I was doing back and forth with him, uh, it was a good idea at the time, but now I'm very afraid because my friend's name is Rob Bigelow. So I think the Blues better win the series. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, Greg, I think a lot of us that know people in Colorado were dunking on them last night. The Blues need to really pull this one out. Yeah, what a great comeback. I mean, we were enjoying it, but when it comes back Friday night in St. Louis, let's tighten those skates, boys. Let's get this W and force a game seven. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little baseball, Greg. Let's start with the Cardinals. The Jordan Hicks as a starter experiment. Are you done with it, or how are you feeling about it? Do you want it to continue? Do you need to see more from him? Tell me where you're at. I'm all in. I want him as a starter. Uh, What it reminds me of, and I, I said this to a couple other guys, when Zach Wheeler was this untouchable pitching prospect for the New York Mets, dealt with injury issues, and he kept, you know, being a bit erratic. Velocity looked great. No one really saw it all come together. Then he had a couple flashes, and then all of a sudden, his years of control are up. He's a free agent. Had a couple good years as a starter, but I wasn't, I wasn't all in. The Phillies give him $100 million. I'm like, what are they doing? And now he's one of the top pitchers in baseball. I, that's Jordan Hicks, man. When you have great velocity, easy gas, this is not maximum effort talent when it comes to velocity. You've got to treat him differently than you treat other pitchers. I had the same conversation with Harold Reynolds about prospects. Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners can hit 164 for the first two months of the season, and you should not send him down. Some other prospect, like Jared Kelnick, his teammate, even though he's one of the top prospects in the game, go ahead and send him down. Jared Kelnick is not being branded as the next face of your organization. Julio Rodriguez is. So to lose the battle and wave the white flag and go, that's not working out, take Jordan Hicks out of the rotation, to me is almost like losing the war. Don't lose the war. It's okay if he struggles right now. You want this kid to keep the confidence to be a future ace because I know with Flaherty on the men coming back, this kid got this stuff to be an ace. So do not bail on the Jordan Hicks experiment yet. 
By the way, Greg, along these lines, Alex Reyes is going to have surgery or had surgery for afraid labrum. And you've been watching this sport for a long time. It doesn't seem like pitchers just come back from frayed labrums, torn labrums in their shoulder. No, no. I mean, anything shoulder, elbow, it's a concern. The issue that shoulders have over elbows is there's not this automatic fix. Tommy John surgery has been so wildly successful that we used to be like, well, at least it's not an elbow. Shoulder's worse. Shoulder's worse. It messes people up forever because there's not a, a surgery that automatically fixes it. So it's very much the unknown. Uh, I, I kind of compare it to the oblique injury. Well, it's, not, it's, it's much more serious than an oblique. This whole Max Scherzer injury, yeah, you go ahead and say he's going to be back in eight weeks. You have no idea. These injuries with these quick twitch muscles in the core, especially, everybody's built differently. So to assume he's going to come back on time, eh, the shoulder is a weird thing. you got to be patient with it. Hey, Greg, I also want to ask you about the Cardinal offense because you watch every game every night, and we here are obviously, as you know, hyper-focused on the Cardinals. Cardinals third in the league in runs per game, but these wild fluctuations in the number of runs they score per game. A lot of runs where they score less than three, a lot of games, and then they'll score 15 or 18. Is this typical of a major league team these days, where one night you'll score two, the next night you'll, you'll score nine, the night after that you'll score three, the night after that you'll score seven? Yeah, uh, bail on run differential. A lot of fans are really into that. But when Albert Pulse is throwing junk from the mound, then Yadier Molina a couple days later, and they're giving up four runs in one inning. I mean, we, we got to stop looking at the collective of runs scored. I know it paints some sort of a picture, but we can also do that with the eye test. I can watch the Miami Marlins play and go, that's not one of the top ten offenses in baseball. The Cardinals have the makings of being much more offensively consistent than the team they're chasing right now, the division, the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't need to look at the collective stats to figure that out. We don't have starting pitchers going seven, eight, nine innings in games anymore. So when you have so many dead brand keepers who are in the big leagues, expanded bullpens because of Thornton spring training, throwing as hard as they can, they're not developed pitchers. And we think that we need to commend batters because their walks are up. What are you talking about? These guys have no command, none at all. And with the strike zone being as tight as it is and umpires being graded the way they are, and back in the day, Randy, you remember this, umpires had their own strike zone. Mm -hmm. You would show up to the game and go, who's behind the plate? Oh, Kevin Gregg's behind the plate? Whoa, okay, if you're facing Maddox or Glavin or Smoltz, you've really got to swing the bat because they're getting six inches off the left and right side of the plate. So you just knew that. You were arguing. Nobody was arguing. Walks are up. Guys have no command. Runs are going to be scored. And once the starter comes out of the game, which happens more often now than ever before, man, you don't know when you're going to see guys get people out because there's so many unproven arms in bullpens. So looking at cumulative stats can take you down a rabbit hole and you still don't figure out the game. Greg, let's take a look around baseball. Uh, the Boston Red Sox, what an interesting story. On May 10th, they were in last place, even behind the Orioles. They had a 10-19 and 19 record. Alex Cora shaves the beard, and all of a sudden they go on this run. What's behind the turnaround? Uh, it was such a bad beard. I mean, <laughs> and you, you know, they say all the time that when you know a, a batter's eye, you're not allowed to have fans that are wearing white T-shirts in a batter's eye because that can be a distraction. Well, I mean, poor Trevor Story's at the plate looking for a white baseball being thrown at him 98 miles an hour 
and his manager who's on the top step of every game is in his peripheral with this glowing white beard that he's not used to seeing. So I blame this entire uh, horrible start to the year on Alex Cora. I mean, when he didn't have the beard, he was always winning. When they didn't have him in the dugout, they, they really went through a horrible year with Ron Renneke as their manager. Now he comes back, has this really bad beard. Trust me, I'm a facial hair connoisseur. <laughs> I can talk hair for hours. Alex, it didn't work for you. You have a baby face. You will look like you're 40 when you're 83. Why are you wearing a white beard? So I, I think it's a great point, Michelle. I blame the whole rough start for the Red Sox on that hideous beard, and I think his own teenage players would agree with me. Speaking of the baby face, Greg Amsinger, if you watch MLB Network, normally sits on the right side of the desk, so you see the right side of Greg's face. Last night, for some reason, Greg was sitting on the left side of the desk, Mm. so we're seeing the left side of Greg's face. Does that bother you, and which side is your best? Great question, Randy. Well, that is such a good question. I actually had an argument with Lisa, our director, about sitting there. And I'm like, uh, we're in a smaller studio. So I was in a really rinky-dink studio we have called Studio K, which is where they do hot stove in the morning. Multiple operational issues as to why I was in that studio yesterday. It was an earlier show. But we had Cliff Floyd, who is gigantic. I mean, I'm 6'5". He's bigger than I am. And he's my cohort for that show. And they put him on the camera left. And I go, I usually sit over there. And she's like, well, for lighting issues, you have to sit camera right. And I'm like, this isn't going to work. And she's like, come on, just sit there. I'm like, I don't think you understand. I did not prep this sideburn for TV like I always prep the other sideburn. And she's like, well, turn your body the other way. I can't believe I'm having this conversation with you. And I think she thought I was kidding. So I was like, look, Bob Costas is, is a mentor of mine. He gave me the greatest piece of advice. I go, Bob. As I enter national TV, I need one piece of advice. And I'm expecting to say something about, like, the mentality of broadcasting, what not to say. And he looked me dead in the eye, and he was dead straight on this. He goes, don't ever let someone shoot up at you. And I go, whoa, whoa, what? Shoot up at me. He goes, don't ever let a camera be below you. I go, why? He goes, it puts on 15 to 20 pounds for real. Don't ever let that happen. So I am a stickler for that now. And if I see a camera, I'm like, no, 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 no. Put that thing in the sky, bro. Put it in the sky. I'll look up at it. So Bob has trained me well to care about these nuances. Oh, I'm there, man. I see the, I see the makeup artist run out with a, a mirror so Bob can comb his sideburns. And they're not as long as mine. So I've learned well from the greatest of all time, Bob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really impressive, Greg. Um, so what happened? Did you have to touch up the sideburn before you went out to set? Did you have to go out with an unkempt sideburn? Tell us what you happened. You know, the, great, the greatest thing happened. I, I got distracted, which is usually what everyone hopes happened. Uh, the, Jock Peterson was in the starting lineup for the Giants. I was expecting him to be benched and to go off on it because <laughs> Gabe Kapler doesn't start Jock Peterson against a left-handed starting pitcher. But the reason I was ready to go off on it was because Jock Peterson hit three home runs the night before. So I'm very – I'm like a, the protector of the human element of baseball. So I was giddy. I sat down. Once I saw that he was in the starting lineup, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then my heart is broken like five seconds later, because the bases are loaded with one out in Minnesota. Twins have won six in a row. They bring a left-handed starting pitcher to face the guy having the greatest game of his life, Harold Castro, who's a left-handed hitter, who this year's four of ten against lefties, and he had three hits in the game, two home runs. 
He's never done that before in his career. They pinch hit for him in the ninth for Miguel Cabrera. It's not Miggy circa 2009. This is Miggy circa 2022. And they pinch hit for the right-handed bat. They take the hottest hitter of the game out, and he strikes out looking, pop up Jonathan scope, they go to extra innings, and I was going off on it. So because I was distracted, <laughs> I'm like my children when they're like, you know, when they're pouting, as long as you show them a shiny toy or object, then they, they get distracted and don't think about it anymore. So that's what happened. Okay, good. Greg, a couple more very serious things. Number one, you mentioned Jock Peterson being in the lineup for the Giants, who are back to playing reasonably well. They're five games over five hundred. But did you read that piece at ESPN.com about Gabe Kapler? Did you have any idea that he essentially only eats steak? Yeah, he's like LeBron James. They only eat meat. They, they, if they can't hunt it, they don't eat it. So here's what I want to know. What's your cholesterol say, Gabe Kapler? For real, because I got to take a statin drug. I don't know if you do, Randy. I, I do. mean, it's part of being a, a dude over forty. How in the world are you operating this way? And is it kind of like um, remember the Atkins diet back in the yeah, old yeah. days, where you could all eat protein. cheese and eggs and bacon and all that stuff? And you might lose weight. It might help you lose weight because you're not consuming any carbs. But the second you step off that. What happens to you? Balloon. You blow up in a matter of like a week? Like, Gabe, I get it, dude. You're obsessed with uh, working out, and you are a physical specimen, but we all have those lazy days. Those It's coming for you. I know you think it's never coming for you, Gabe, but you bet if you're going to eat like that years and years and years, do not – don't do be putting a look at a bag of Doritos because your belt buckle will just blow off. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're going to put on like 30 pounds in a week and a half. All right, last thing. This is baseball. The winter of 2017-18, the Cardinals had a deal in place with Miami to get Giancarlo Stanton. He says, nope, I'm only going to the Yankees, Astros, Cubs, or Dodgers. Those are the four teams I'll go to, four biggest markets, four final four teams uh, last year in the playoffs. So he gets traded to the Yankees, and the Cardinals wind up with Ozuna. He leaves, and the Cardinals wind up, obviously, with Nolan Arenado. Did the Cardinals get lucky that Giancarlo Stanton didn't want to come here. He did play 158 games his first year with the Yankees, then 18 games. Then in the COVID season, he only played 23. Last year, 139 and placed back on the IL yesterday. I don't know his contract details. I know you have a screen in front of you probably, Randy. I don't know how many years left on that monster deal that the Yankees ate. Um, He's in his early 30s. I think it remains to be seen. I'm going to say something you're probably going to disagree with, but I think he could be on the Hall of Fame highway. He and could people be. Roll way, signed through 2027 at uh, an average of roughly $30 million a year. So what we see is making $30 million a year now. He's I'm 32. Corey Seager. Yeah, he's 32. Power ages well. It just does. And that's why I'm on the bandwagon of getting Aaron Judge $300 million. The Yankees messed that up, dude. Power ages well. Especially guys who keep their bodies in incredible shape. We're not talking about Prince Fielder here. We're talking about a physical specimen. I I think he's the modern day Dave Winfield, a, a guy, big guy that that you know Dave didn't hit the power like this guy had, and Dave dealt with the injuries throughout his entire career. Big guys get hurt; their knees stink. You know, it just does. They're carrying a lot of weight. Uh, his easy swing at going to the opposite field to hit a home run. It doesn't look like he's trying. So I think it remains to be seen, Randy. I, I really think this guy's got, listen here, a couple 50 homer seasons wow. in still. Now, how That's about how this, though? How talented he is. How about this? He's, 
He's better with the Yankees because they can afford to have a judge. They can go out and get a Donaldson. They can re-sign an Anthony Rizzo. The Cardinals lose him. That's their guy. There isn't anybody else. Uh, Yeah, the Cardinals have nailed this topic, what you're talking about. When they spend money, it's durable money. That you rarely hear about. I mean, there's no Jacoby Ellsbury mm-hmm. in the in the Cardinal lore. Yeah. A guy that makes a ton of money that doesn't play at all, and you can't wait for the. I mean, look at what Jason Hayward has become for the Chicago Cubs. If you talk about you know missing a bullet, that that is like, oh my goodness, how in the world did the Cardinals try to get Jason Hayward? And Jason Hayward turned down more money to go to the Cubs to be the worst starting outfielder that makes over $20 million in baseball history. So Cardinals really got out of that. Uh, I think Stanton, man, he's not going to be as durable as an Arenado or a Goldschmidt. So that's the conversation. The Cardinals are in a good good spot. But it's a rare talent. I put guys in categories. There are very few players that have the ability to carry one team by themselves. And if you go back to his MVP year when he hit over 50 home runs, almost 60 with the Marlins, they were relevant all the way to the end of the year because of him by himself. That's how good he was, and, yeah. and I, that's a rare. I love him when he plays. I, I, I think he's awesome when he plays. He, he, yeah, I mean, he good, can't get away from that. It's a good topic, though. It's yeah. a good topic. Yeah. Greg, always good to hear from you. Thank you very much. Are you hitting the golf course today? Oh uh, yeah, I'm off work today, so I'm making my poor daughter play 18 holes with me. Okay. And then uh, the the back eighteen, I've got my son and Cliff Floyd playing golf for me. <laughs> this is great. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. It's a, it'll be amazing. Sounds good. All right, have a great day. Thanks, Greg. See you later. <clears throat> All right, take care, guys. That's the great Greg Amzinger on one hundred and one ESPN. How about that? The worst $20 million outfielder in history, Jason Hayward. And you can't really disagree. However, rain delay speech. It's worth $200 million or 184 whatever they gave him. Worth it. They won a World Series. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hey, hon, what you doing with your fun? Do flowers have best friends? I don't know. Hey, look. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.